Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. Sign up for our subscription boxes and get the first idea free. Subscription boxes? We have multiple? I thought we were only talking about one. Hmm, very strange. We have a, we have a box in the first place. They're metaphorical boxes. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not doing the last episode again. We're going to put away the metaphors for a little bit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eternosaurus. And uh, I don't know. My favorite flavor of chips is all dressed. Did I say that already? I feel like I said that already. I think you said that already, but it was long enough ago that it's hard to say, you know? It bears repeating. It's a Canadian flavor, and I don't know why it's specifically only in Canada. I think it's because it's kind of gross. Um, hi, I'm Matthew, author of Rude and Metagame, and other works. Um, you know, if I had to choose a favorite flavor of chips, it would literally just be classic, you know? I'm a, I'm a sucker for just salt and nothing else. Also, I really hate things that are, like, too sour or, like, just throw everything together. So there goes, like, you know, 80% of the styles of chips that get made. Well, you know, you'd probably hate All Dressed, but... I, I would absolutely it's... hate All Dressed. But uh, coming from a country that eats deep-fried butter, you know, I think it's a little bit judgmental. <laughs> country? Like, yeah, sure, the country does, but I don't. Okay. I think that's but. just as disgusting, perhaps even more disgusting than all-dressed chips. I might be able to take a bite and swallow on an all-dressed chip. I would not be able to do so on deep-fried butter. Yeah, like, there are much grosser flavors of chips that are already outside of Canada. So, you know, I think all-dressed chips should get their shot. <laughs> sure. This is fine. Okay. Anyways... Uh, this week is, uh, my turn, and, uh, this is not a story idea specifically that I came up with, but this is a joke afterlife, like, that me and my friend made up when I was in high school, so it's like, well, if everybody's gonna make up their own afterlife, this is gonna be our version of it, um, and I thought maybe we could try and put it into a story. Um... <laughs> Uh, but, uh, basically the way that it goes is that, uh, when you die, your soul has to be cleansed of any, uh, stains that it picked up during your lifetime through various, you know, unsavory behaviors slash sins. Um, and it basically, like, hell is more like a purgatory that cleans up those stains and then once you're soul is a nice and shiny again your soul gets reused and uh the kind of stain that is on your soul depends on what you did to get that stain and therefore the cleaning is kind of like a punishment that fits that crime but uh the way that the people who who run purgatory see it is kind of more like a laundry service <laughs> but to the souls it's kind of like hell <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so that's my idea. Okay. <laughs> now, I can see sort of a couple of directions we can go with this, right? Mm -hmm. We could 
if we wanted to be like you know super existential about it um lean into the the soul's experience of it and go like here's the explanation of it we could also uh if we really wanted make a dante's inferno um although it would be more than inferno i suppose um Mm-hmm. parody-ish thing where we sort of take the I'm on a guided tour um of it up to 11 uh, we stick mm-hmm. somebody there who's you know leading our, our perspective character around and make political statements uh, <laughs> <laughs> political statements? have you read Inferno and Purgatorio? I, of course not oh there you go um, I'm not a well-read person. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, fair enough, you know. I I, I don't just read suggest a lot. it. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot, but the objective quality of what I read is, or the critical objective quality is a myth perpetuated the, by people the, in power yeah. to make you think that you should care. Um, or the, what do they call it? The the value of it as fine literature definitely does not define not, or, fine literature. I don't give a shit. Who Anyways. knows? It's what snobbish people call good writing. It's what rich people <laughs> call good writing. Snobbish rich people. They don't necessarily <laughs> need to be snobbish, you know. Occasionally something new gets in there. Yeah. Okay. Last generation's low art is this generation's high art. Um, <laughs> although I guess that's two generations, not one. But anyway, moving on from that. And then the last direction that we can take it is a sort of horror comedy where we lean into the fact that uh, for the workers, it's like, you know, working at a laundromat slash assembly line and we just have them, you know, making these comments and joking with each other about all the things that they're doing. And we do like a workplace comedy with, like, this vague horror going on in the background. I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like they're they're more like dry cleaners, where they're like, oh, this stain is super stubborn. Have you tried this treatment? But the actual treatment is, like, torture in the experience of the soul, but to them they're just, like, really scrubbing hard and, and using different acid treatments and enzymes and vinegar and, and uh, dry cleaning solution. <laughs> Essentially, although you want to come up with uh, very strange names for all of these things. Yeah, yeah. But, but like... Have you tried Solution 37B? I heard that Greg was working on it last week, and it really does a number on on those murders. Yeah, but to the soul, it's like having to, you know, be killed over and over again, or or be tortured or, or something. Yeah. It's experiencing their own memories from the perspective of other people inside of them. <laughs> and, you know, as a murderer... <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, like, um, you can you can hear the souls kind of making little screaming sounds if you listen close. <laughs> Not even if you listen close, it's just like a constant, like, mild background. Oh, yeah. Like, what's that buzzing sound? Well, I mean, they're no longer bothered by it. Yeah, it's been a few millennia. Maybe we'll have a new guy join the team. Uh, <laughs> That's solid. That's solid. I don't know how you get a job in the afterworld dry cleaning service. 
Well, I mean, you know, there's a whole population there that's being sustained by the energy that's put off by the cleansing of these souls or whatever. Mm, okay. So once every couple thousand years, a new, a new one gets born. I wouldn't say every couple uh, of thousand, because, you know, you've got this constant influx of mortals, so... I mean, it might have been every couple of thousand in the past, but now the population growth line has been a little bit uh, vertical for that. Oh yeah, I've always wondered, like, in terms of that, like, with the reincarnation and stuff. Yeah, if the human population keeps getting bigger, is it what, there were just always a bunch of unused souls at the beginning, or are new souls being made? We gotta figure that out. <laughs> uh, I would go with new souls are being made whenever a birth happens and a soul is not available to fill the spot. Okay, then we gotta have a department that makes new souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, it's almost it's almost more like a water treatment plant. Like <laughs> yeah, honestly, you gotta clean <laughs> clean it out and then make sure there's new fresh water and then yeah, I like it. And they get individualized attention. Each soul can take up to you know five ten years of personal attention. Um, and then you know maybe there is a discard pile. So if you really, if you really sin too much, and they're like, "Oh, that stain's not coming out," <laughs> they'll just throw your soul they, away. They drop you in the discard pile, which, even worse than like you know the normal afterlife of eternal torture, is just they they leave you there, forever, <laughs> vaguely aware. In the discard pile, they don't chop you up to as use as a waste material to maybe recycle a little bit. No, no, because no. no. you know that would be a complicated process, and they'd have to get like partial stains out and like nah. They just drop you in the discard oh. pile and leave you there oh, wow. forever. <laughs> okay, over the years, that must be a really big discard pile. Yeah, exactly. Well, shouldn't they? Do they have an unlimited amount of room? Well, I guess souls don't take up that much room. I would think that each soul is like the size of like a like a fist, essentially. I'm thinking they're each kind of like a t-shirt, you know? <laughs> kind of flat. <laughs> I think you might be leaning too much into this laundromat metaphor. <laughs> I don't know. Souls always just look like little wispy things. They just give me the impression they're kind of 2D. <laughs> I was thinking of them like orbs. How are you going to scrub an orb clean? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not about scrubbing an orb clean. It's about introducing uh, va- like different sorts of materials into them and getting the, s- the stain to become clear. Okay, but I feel like there's some scrubbing involved. Some scrubbing involved. <laughs> you know, for those outer stains. Yeah, yeah. You've got scrubbing and polishing, and sometimes you want to uh, precipitate uh, the waste material out of it. Yeah. <laughs> now this is very comfortable for the soul, but that's not really their problem, because the memories are erased <laughs> before they get put back in the body. <laughs> and, you know, if they wanted a comfortable afterlife, maybe they shouldn't have sinned so much. Exactly. <laughs> I would have fun coming up with, like, a bunch of, like, really minor and, like, stupid sins, as well as, like, major ones that, like no religion actually cares about. Although I don't know about no religion, but primarily yeah. I wouldn't be doing this as like a, uh, what's that word? As like a religious experience as much as one just like, let's mess around with things and people. 
yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff where it's like, wait, that's a sin? And it's like, well, I mean, not according to religion, but it stained your soul, so scrub a dub dub. <laughs> scrub a dub dub, or you get dumped in the tub. <laughs> it's like, no, not the, not the bleach! Not the bleach! Nobody wants the tub. <laughs> Oh man. Um, okay. I'm imagining, so they first go, when they first come in, they get put in the general, just like a regular washing machine type cycle, because for that classic, you know, the, the, the usual stuff. Well, I would say that, like, they have, um, they have, like, a default cycle for every, like, culture. And then, yeah, and then once they do that, then they, they hang them up and examine them to see where, and sort them into piles. <laughs> exactly. Like, this one needs a lot of work, this one needs a little bit of work, this one is good training for a newbie because it's got something weird in it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, once every, like, 10,000 years, like, a soul comes in and they're like, I guess it's good to go, and then they just <laughs> put it, they reincarnate it immediately. And I was like, whoa. Is that a saint? And then they're like, no, 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 that's the saint. And then that, that soul looks a little grubby. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit grubby. <laughs> um, I don't know what it would take to have, like, a pristine soul. If you Well, I mean, it's like, uh, they were alive on Earth for two months. And it's good yeah. to go. Yeah, died at birth, so, you know, basically unused. <laughs> 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 Unused <Okay>. out of box. <laughs> Ow. Oh man. I hurt myself with that joke. <laughs> but you know, I decided yeah. to inflict that pain on everybody else as well. Okay, so what I don't know what the conflict or the plot is. Well, I mean we said workplace comedy, so we're actually focusing on the people who are working on the souls. Okay. Um, I suppose we we could either choose to have a, a new guy or somebody who's, like, got a little bit of experience. New guy or new girl. I just used guy in the gender neutral sense there. Damn. Anyway, um... Maybe someone who's been promoted from the general laundromat part to the specialty dry cleaning part. Ooh, that's... That's a fun one. They've been promoted up to the special team for their ability to work on souls that nobody uh, expects the general laundromat to deal with. Yeah, uh, you know, this this person has uh, shown initiative in salvaging some souls that would otherwise go in the discard pile, and you know, management's like, I like your attitude. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> management is. Because there's so many uh, souls that are being needed, management has created a special team of uh, <laughs> special case dealers. And it will just, they'll just be management with a capital M. We're not going to describe who Never they are. Never describe who they like. are. Just make them absolutely <laughs> horrifying to like talk about. Everybody was like speaking in whispers about management decided. Yeah, but the main character is kind of like uh, cheerfully. Um, immune to their horror aura. <laughs> exactly. For some reason that we don't explain. Because it's the MC, you know? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I would 
like personally like headcanon that to some to something like you know they have family and management or something. <laughs> okay, so there's a the cheerful young descendant of a cosmic horror. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? Okay. All right. I I think actually. I, I want to lean into the, like, management's putting together a new crack team of soul cleaners who work on the hard cases so that maybe we can come up with a process for some of these and, and keep up a little mm. bit more. Okay. So, like, we're they're doing a new, like, uh, reduce, reuse, recycle initiative, and they're, uh, they're, they're target for, for soul recycling. They want to up it from 80 to 95%. Exactly. You know, and then put in some business jargon. <laughs> Absolutely. Just cover it in business jargon that makes it utterly incomprehensible. <laughs> um, and, and they're getting some, some uh, naive newbies to work on that 15%. Mostly naive newbies. I would, I would go with, like, two naive newbies, one person who's just been around so long they've fucking seen everything. We have our, our main character, who's not super naive, but they are kind of new. You know, they just showed some initiative. And then one person who's, like, like a crazy researcher of some variety, who, like, is, like, stupidly knowledgeable about a bunch of things. And, you know, ultimately you go to them if you need it done. But uh, the downside of going to them is that you get... Uh, what's that word? Um, that word for being different from from the norm or like unable to be used in a large scale specialized not specialized um because i'm thinking uh, because it's got a negative connotation for being strange in a way that makes mass production untenable Mm, i don't know what word that is I'll probably remember the word halfway through this, but that's that's what I mean, is that they, they create uh, solutions that work for an individual, but they're not really mass production friendly, which is um, what our, our main character and others are really working on, is coming up with mass production friendly ways to deal with some of these problems. Yeah, I kind of want like a mad chemist who's just coming up with like harsher and harsher cleaning solutions. And you're just like, I mean, that seems a bit overkill, but I guess we could dunk that into we could, acid and see what happens. We could try it, but I don't think that that's necessary in this case. So it's like, I've come up with a three-step solution when one's like the equivalent of a super strong bleach and one's like, like concentrated hydrochloric acid and one's like potassium hydroxide. And then you're just like... Uh, are we worried about the structural integrity of the souls afterwards? What would be what would be funny is if the like they fundamentally like do not worry about the structural integrity of the souls at first because it's like uh oh, that's never been a problem before, and then one of them like one of the solutions just dissolves one and they're just like hmm, oops. I don't know what's oops. up with that, but we're not doing it again. Uh, oops. No, no, they're like, okay, maybe next time. We'll take it from 30 seconds to 20 seconds, and... and <laughs> They're just like, hmm, let's not report that one to management. <laughs> um, maybe we should uh, try this on the discard pile souls first. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they rebrand it as a, as a way to discard the discard pile 
month, they're like, hey, look, we, we discovered a, a cleaning solution. We can empty out all those warehouses. <laughs> See, I would prefer if, uh, I think I, I would prefer at least if uh, when they like actually like straight up melt a soul, they're just like utterly horrified by that. Like it's some weird taboo that they have uh, against destroying. And it's like, I mean, I didn't even know it was possible, but the fact that it is is kind of vaguely terrifying in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're like, well, I thought souls were uh, immortal. <laughs> like, uh, that's that's concerning, honestly. Uh, you know what? We're just not going to deal with that. Ah. Uh, we're just going to... Don't don't get any of that on your hands, you know? They yeah, really exactly. Like... <laughs> it's like, uh, that's some soul goop. That's not. Maybe, uh, you know, they start, like, patching. So it's like, you end up, like, cutting out certain tough stains. <laughs> and Soul surgery? <laughs> and there's, like... I don't, I don't know how this uh, soul's gonna be, but uh, let's just send it off and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes back successful. <laughs> and they're like, oh, looks like it went through the life cycle, and the hole is still patched, so yay. <laughs> what, what would be funnier is if going through the life cycle made the patch, like, set in all the way, and they couldn't even tell which one it was anymore. And it's like, excellent, excellent. Self-sealing properties. <laughs> and then, you know, every, every like, chapter, or whenever they're talking about a new treatment, we do, like, a small flash into the soul's experience of what's happening. <laughs> 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 Just with horror. Just, like, a single italicized paragraph of pain <laughs> and suffering. I would go with a little bit more than a single paragraph, but yeah. Yeah, and then hop right back to... Okay, how how's uh how's your wife, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess this is fine. It's very much not yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess there's like management, but who is in charge of all of this whole business. Are they profiting from putting souls into bodies? I mean, it may just be like what they're around to do so they don't really think about it. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I kind of want it to be run like a business so I feel like there should be some kind of currency that's generated by doing this. Um, I mean, I would assume that like, you know, maybe maybe cleansing the souls gives off some sort of energy that they use. It's like we run our entire business off of sin. It's like, so you you commit a lot of crimes? No, 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 no. We wash the sins out of souls, and then we use those sins to power our enterprise. Okay. So they're kind of like... Methane. Kind of. <laughs> we just kind of burn it. I feel like there should be something that's generated when a clean soul is put into a new body. That's also a, an option. Yeah, it just, but it won't go in unless it's cleaned for some reason. It just like the it gets jammed. <laughs> Sometimes they there's something like a, a little tiny fleck of something left, and they try they really just try and like shove it. And they're just like, come on, come on, they're almost. <laughs> and then occasionally they do manage to shove it through with a tiny little speck, and then that kid is uh, ends up a little a little messed up. 
Maybe if they're not fully, fully clean, they keep some memories of their past life or their life as a soul. Yeah. And some memories of going, being in hell. It's like, hmm, that's concerning. Mm, <laughs> but these people don't yeah. care because, like, you know, it doesn't affect them, so... Yeah. It's five! Five! You just gotta hit their quotas. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And then they have this initiative and they're making some discoveries but they're not on target to hit their their goal yeah they're on target to gain 10% but they really want to gain 15% those last 5% are being stubborn yeah and management's putting on the pressure I assume yeah exactly management is push- putting on the pressure and like you have that manifest as, like, a literal, like, the gravity in the room is higher. Okay. So if they don't want to get squashed, they gotta speed it up. Exactly. <laughs> so dumb. I, I, hey, I, I am having fun with it, you know? It's absolutely ridiculous in a way that is super fun. That's, yep. Okay. And so what... I don't know. I feel like there should be some kind of sticking point and some kind of breakthrough. I'm... Yeah, I agree with you that that's what we should do, but I don't know what those things would be. Okay. So maybe they have to think of the souls with a different metaphor. So they've been thinking of the, like, dirty laundry, but they have to... Maybe it's like... They have to go go further. It's like, no, no, no. They're not like laundry. We can actually, I don't know, distill them or something in a chemical reaction by boiling them and <laughs> separating up <laughs> through a. I mean, what do you call it? What I would go is like what I would what I would play with is like maybe some of them just like need to have time like unspent under no treatment. <laughs> like after you treat them for a while, they just need to sit for a while. You know, let them reflect on uh, their punishments and everything, and you know that separates things out a little bit more nicely than anything that they've come up with before. Okay, so some some longer like passive treatments. Yeah, um, that feels more like a, of a incremental than a than a breakthrough. Uh, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe they just come up with like the water equivalent of like, or the soul equivalent of. Oxyclean, whatever the hell's in there. <laughs> it's, that's very simple, but sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I can only take this laundry metaphor so far. Yeah. You you said that, that it, part of it would be breaking the laundry metaphor, and then you leaned further into it, but... Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, we gotta reimagine it into... What's something else that needs to be cleaned? Maybe they've been doing chemical treatments this whole time, and now they have to use, like, enzymes. <laughs> enzymes are chemical. <laughs> yes, but, but like, maybe they need to add, Maybe they need to add some physical agitation to it or something. Okay. <laughs> Spin this all around in the big Ferris wheel. Since it's not a Ferris or wheel, just, it's more of a centrifuge. Or, or just set them on, on fire, and it turns out the souls can handle it, but the impurities... Um, Certain don't. kinds of impurities don't. Uh, 
And they were gonna burn the this the stuff they extracted anyways for energy. So they're just like, you know what, just stick it in the furnace and then pull it out after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Partial success. You know, you know. <laughs> it's like, ah, well now what's left we can deal with. <laughs> Meanwhile the soul's screaming in agony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just flash to the soul. It's like Okay. Flash to the soul. Every part of me was burning. And, uh... That's the breakthrough. Management's happy. Yeah. Uh, management's happy and then they take it to upper management. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they scramble with all their incremental increases and they barely make their deadline. Oh, that would also work, yeah. And then they're all, like, all exhausted, like, you know as if they've all done I mean I assume they actually have been doing overtime yeah for massive months. amounts of overtime and then, then they get 70 a hour weeks break until you know the next QI project uh, <laughs> that, that the business wants to implement cause you know success only breeds more assignments <laughs> success breeds even more responsibility and then they're like, oh, no. Well, you know, it's a workplace comedy. It can never, uh, you know, finish. Yeah. Like, may- maybe that last 5% um, upper management's not too worried about getting back into circulation, but they just want to see if it can be done, and they're just assigned to that, and they're like, look, time limits, we don't do those for this, because, like, it's the last 5%. We didn't expect the that 15% you had earlier to be usable. <laughs> Maybe they get promoted, or they get sent to a different department to optimize them. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're gonna go over to soul production and uh, increase their efficiency by three hundred percent. You're like three hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you know, there's currently a population boom, and uh, we foresee that in the next twenty years, we're gonna need that. <laughs> you know, just that moment of like, okay, I, I understand where you're going with this, but 300%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have 20 years. Here's your budget. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> here's, here's your budget. It's shoestring. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like the same budget. They're like, you're not expanding the budget. It's like, nope. <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> Like, I don't believe in me. I don't know why you're believing in me. Corbett <laughs> has faith in your ability to deliver. <laughs> but uh, here's your bonus pay. And it's like, you know, like a, a free meal at, <laughs> at the restaurant. No, not even a free meal. It's like a like a gift card that doesn't even pay for one meal. <laughs> oh, no. So mean. So harsh. I like this story. I do, too. And it's, it's pretty short. But, hey. I didn't even put any orphans or um, uh, inappropriate romances in it, and I still no, like it. No, we did do infant <laughs> death though. Yeah, but they weren't orphaned. They died too young to be orphaned. <laughs> I mean, that just means you're not trying hard enough. Or, or, I don't know. What's what is it? Is there a word if like? Uh, a parent loses their kid at birth, a reverse orphan. <laughs> I think that's just a miscarriage. 
I guess. Stillbirth? Yeah, stillbirth or... Although stillbirth was usually dead before they came out. Yeah, miscarriage is even earlier than that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe... Oh, maybe they can, like, uh, they tweak it so that it's like, okay, we'll just uh, delay the soul insertion for another month. And then, you know, that'll lessen our quotas by 5%. No, it won't. You will literally just put off your quota. <laughs> you know, if, if there are any miscarriages in the interim, it's like... No, because those souls get put back in the in the system. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll you're delaying it your quota. <laughs> you're putting off the problem. I mean, kind of, but then, you know, like, even when they come back immediately, they gotta be inspected and stuff, so it might save a little, a little, little time. It's corporate looking for efficiencies. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great, it's not actually as, as good of an idea as, as they're pretending it is. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, somebody in management had the idea, so now they're, they're selling it. Yeah. They're kind of fudging the numbers. They're like, well, this will make my my like uh, quota look right, and then I'm going on vacation, so that'll be next guy's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Indefinite vacation. <laughs> well, you know, what is time in this space? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I think we've got our idea. It's kind yeah. of a little strange, a little bit of a... A, thing. a little bit of a comedic horror romp. Yeah, I feel like this one would be better as like a comic than a than a written thing. You know, if you want to, if you want to draw, like flash between like this laundromat setting and uh, you know, the inner hell that the souls are experiencing. Yeah. I'm imagining, like, a very specific art style that would be suited for this, but I can't describe it. <laughs> well, you know, that's why you're, you're a writer, not, a, not an artist. Um. Um, I, I believe as a writer, I should still be able to describe drawing. <laughs> that's the joke. Oh. Sorry, guys. I take everything literally. I didn't know you were a kleptomaniac. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> None of that. That's such a. You've already used that like three times. I think I've only used that like <laughs> twice. <laughs> Maximum. Okay. Anyways, we're just derping around to try and make this podcast the right length. But are I don't we? Think we're like, we are the right length. You know, forty minutes is enough. Okay. Well, uh, if you like this story and want to write it, email us at. Uh, Listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. I would say email us and like as you're writing it or like you know after, but you don't. If you need help in devising soul-stained sins, you know, hit us up. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need um, what's that word? Pre-approval. <laughs> the ideas are free for you to take. Yeah, that that's the whole point of this premise. In case. You've listened to this point and have not figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you want to be a guest on our show, uh, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Or message us on one of the other platforms that we can be found on. Yeah. Eunice is probably easier to find. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Eunice5656 is my username, and 
I believe the first, what, two pages of Google, all of those people are me. <laughs> That's honestly kind of impressive. Um, I haven't dared go into the, the weeds of the later pages. <laughs> you know, eventually you're going to get people who are referring to you, but who are not you. We're, oh, that's true. And on that yeah. sobering note, we're just going to close out. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, rate us, review us. If you can subscribe or follow on whichever platform you're using, we'd appreciate if you do that. And tell a friend. Yes. Or someone who's not a friend, but you think would enjoy us. But then they won't take your recommendation, so... Yeah. I don't know. I take good recommendations from people I don't, I don't necessarily have a friend relationship with. Okay. Recommend us to people who would like us. There you go. And would listen to you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. See you next Thank week. you for listening. See you next week.